Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. So let's go. Let's go to game three of this series. That'll be tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on ESPN. It's a beautiful Friday morning if you're watching us this morning, Key. On ESPN News, looking out at the East River, we're at the South Street Seaport, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jay was out there last night on NBA Countdown to see the Heat rally from 17 down to take a 2-0 series lead. So he'll be back with us on Monday morning, getting some well-deserved rest. We're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Key, you wanted to get something off your chest here? No, I just was going to say, you know, our producers are in our ear doing a break and let us know that somebody on one of the social media outlets were not happy with us because we got the parade route in Philadelphia wrong. Uh, We're not from the area, so we only know a few streets. So if we got it wrong, we apologize. Okay, don't worry because no parades are going down those streets anytime soon anyway. Yeah. After what I've seen from the Sixers, they don't have to worry about Broad Street or the Main Line or Manny Young or, or any South of those. Street or none of those yeah, streets. They don't have to worry about that at all. What they, needed, what they need to do is hire a new head coach and figure out what happened. We'll see. We keep listening. We love you. <laughs> Tongue planted firmly in cheek. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And uh, if it means anything, uh, this is completely random. Uh, this studio is actually located on South Street, by the way. So <laughs> if, there, <laughs> if there is something there for South Street, we are here in New York City, but before the New York City listeners yell at me, yes, I know it's the Canyon of Heroes. We'll see if the Yankees can do it because Key's Jets certainly aren't going to give it to us. Um, we've got Bart Scott, former Jet, coming up at 7.15 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk football with him, what we saw from Baker and Burrow last night. I want to talk to you about what you've seen from the Miami Heat here. I want you to listen to this from Tim Legler. He was on with Scott Van Pelt after the game on SportsCenter last night that's saying, Jimmy Butler, we've all been you know praising him for everything that he's done, changing the culture, all of that, the alignment with Riley, the grit, all of that. But what Legler's most impressed with, our former NBA player and current ESPN NBA analyst, is the stat stuffer is not there for Jimmy Butler. The numbers won't always be there. No. But all the intangibles certainly are. He's reading the game, and as long as it's working with other guys, he really doesn't care about his numbers. That's that's really what what I meant. Exactly. And he's still playing hard at the other end. And then he knows, I'm going to have a moment here where you're going to need me. And he had huge defensive plays late in this game that led to some offense for him as well. He had a big take in a one-on-one situation against Tatum. So he knows he can go to that well when he needs to, which is a very rare thing for guys to have five, six shots like he had tonight. I think seven shots going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Most stars, you know, maybe the rhythm's not there tonight if you do that. This, this doesn't seem to be the case with Jimmy Butler, and yet everybody else is picking up the slack, and you just see how connected they are, man. This team really likes playing playing together. Tomorrow night, game three, it'll be on ESPN in primetime to see if the Heat can go up 3-0. When they've been up 2-0, they've never lost a playoff series. That's all fine and good against the Boston Celtics. But, Key, if you're saying... They happen to run up against the LeBron James, Anthony Davis at Los Angeles Lakers. Doing all the little things ain't going to be a big thing. No, it, it really, the, the problem with that is, you know, Jimmy scored 14 points last night. Doing the little things is great, like you said, against the Celtics. 14 points against the Lakers, it's not going to get it done. When you got a combined, let's just give it a combined AD, LeBron James, anywhere from 53 to 60 points plus. A game. You're going to get that from these two guys. And then when you add playoff Rondo in the mix, now we got a three-headed monster. You don't have that luxury in Miami. I mean, it's it's just what it is. And Jimmy Butler hasn't seen in these playoffs a LeBron James at the end of games. He just hasn't seen it. Who has he seen that's a LeBron James at the end of games? There's no LeBron, so nobody. Or anything right? even remotely close to that. That can lock playoffs. him up, D him up, one possession. It, it's so, 
you know, in all due respect to Jimmy, Jimmy's doing a terrific job. Like you said, all the grit, the the, the culture change, and people following his lead. This is the, the great story about where Jimmy has come from and his stops and to arrive in Miami and get them on the brink of or two games away from seeing the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Even though the Lakers haven't played yet, I still feel like they're going. Um, so it, it's just, it's not enough. It's just not going to be enough. He's going to have to do a lot more scoring along with everything else. And if he hasn't done it yet, I don't know if you could just turn that switch on like that against a LeBron and an AD-type-led team. Lakers and Nuggets game one ESPN radio tonight. So we'll see what ends up happening there. They met in the 9 Western Conference Finals. Lakers won that. That's the last time they met on this particular stage. The Nuggets have never played in the NBA Finals. You take a look at the other three teams that are there. Celtics 17 titles, Lakers 16 titles. You got three for the Heat, and they're in a completely different class. Denver just looking to break the seal, get there for the first time. Here's the thing that impresses me the most about Miami. And just a reminder, Bart Scott and more football talk coming here in about nine minutes. He'll join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, as will all of our guests this morning. we got to talk about Baker and Burrow in a big, big week, too. Cam and Russell Wilson, Monday night between Drew Brees and the Raiders in Las Vegas. So much to get to. A lot to. of gambling. <laughs> yes, a lot of gambling. Well, it is Vegas. so And that, New Orleans. they got casinos there, too. Yeah, riverboat. you got to get the riverboat gambling going. And once again, more football talk on the way. It's a football Friday, so hang tight with us for that. Here's the thing that impresses me the most about the Heat. Because if you're the Lakers, you just basically get in there and say, we just rebuild through free agency. I mean, who doesn't want to play for the Lakers, right? Or we can acquire guys, and if we acquire guys, they're not going to balk at going to the Lakers. But if you take a look at the way the Heat are built, because it's Miami and guys want to go there, they can get a Jimmy Butler. But you got to be able to adjust to the way Riley wants. To. This is the perfect temperament. This guy embodies what they want. But they've also found Duncan Robinson, who is a Division three player when he started his career, They found Kendrick Nunn, who if not for John Moran and Zion Williamson, who take all of the oxygen, would have been one of the best rookies in basketball this year. He was a top five rookie. There's no doubt. He played great out of the gate. So they're finding guys in the draft. They're finding dudes that nobody really wants like Duncan Robinson. And then they're getting the tier one guys like Jimmy Butler. Their way of building is so unique amongst NBA teams. Most teams like Denver, for example, you'll play your Lakers tonight. Totally different. The Lakers get the stars. The Nuggets have to pray that they can get Carmelo Anthony and beg him to stay. Well, yeah, they, in, in right? the draft. Yeah. They, but different. But Miami does it in very different ways. Like, yeah, but different regions, right, of, of the country or where these teams are placed don't attract high-priced free agents. Mm-hmm. They just don't. And so you have to build through the draft. The Denver Nuggets, you draft a guy, you, you develop him, you hope he stays. Miami on others, like you said, everybody wants to go to Miami, whether right. it's basketball, football, or vacation. Right, you want to go down to Miami. But when you go to Miami from a basketball standpoint as a free agent, you're talking to a guy not only with three rings in Miami, but also the rings in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and the pedigree of running an organization and doing it right. Plus, he knows the type of individual players that he wants inside of his building that he can deal with. Coaches and, and general managers that know what the hell they're doing aren't taking guys just because. They want a certain type of pedigree mindset. That's just the way that they build. You know the thing I love about the Heat, lastly, and this is something that a lot of people can't admit, and people just can't admit mistakes, unless you were with us at 7 this morning. But uh, people can't admit mistakes. They signed Hassan Whiteside to a gigantic contract, 
And then they were like, you know what? Look, he's lazy. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. want it. He's one dimensional. And this is stuff that Jay Will has always told us on the program. He just doesn't fit their culture. Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, they can step back. Mickey Harrison, the owner of the team, they can step back and say, oh my goodness, how much money did we just give Hassan Whiteside? It was Let's a mistake. Give it to somebody else. Flush it. Move it. A lot of organizations cannot admit mistakes. Well, that's why those organizations are always in neutral, right? They, they, they either go in neutral or reverse. In football, the New York Jets, they can't admit their mistakes. So they're either always in neutral or going backwards, never going forward. When you think about organizations, like you said, you, you, you pay a guy, you look up a year or two in it, you say, you know what, man, no, nah, that's not for us. Right. We, it just doesn't work. We overpaid at that time because we valued, we needed it, we were not very good, we had a plan to build, and he's not part of our future plans. Fair enough. Speaking of the Jets, still to come, the Browns got a much-needed win last night, OBJ showed up, but does that mean he's off the trade block, or could that other New York team that OBJ hasn't played for be interested acquiring him via trade? For real. We'll talk about that with former Jet Bart Scott. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It would just be 259 squirrel, right? Take us inside. That's the play call? That, that would be typical play call would be 259 squirrel. So the nine, 259 is to the... The opposite side, so it would be to the left. The eights are to the right, nine, the holes, odds, and evens, right? Okay. So they would go 259 uh, squirrel. So the squirrel would go, OBJ would run what would be like a squirrel route, which would be an out. Baker would come up. You have something in the flat, something deep. Now they probably call it, I don't know their terminology, but we would have called it 259 squirrel and go or pump and go. So – Typically, when they're game planning, their defense is watching. All they're seeing him do is get up to that mark of, I don't know, 18, about 15 to 18 yards and break out. That's why when he stuttered there, that DB settled his feet because he was looking for him to come back to the sideline. And bam, OBJ put the foot in the ground, gone. And you you saw me doing it. I'm sitting there because it's beautiful. When that works like that, oh, it just sits there and it's like, this is how we dialed it up. Perfect. Flawless. Baker didn't get hit. 
didn't get touched. OBJ didn't get grabbed. It just worked perfect. Beauty. It's you, like art. <laughs> perfect. This is perfect. It's like art. That's why I was doing that. You're looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm right. just sitting there because it's, it's beauty. It really was. And they, they, I mean, the Browns needed it in the worst way, coming off a disastrous debut for Kevin Stefanski, who's Baker's fourth coach in three years. They heard just nothing but drama for the last three or four days. Now they get a short week. They get the win on the short week. Then they get the long week to relax. They got the Washington football team in their own stadium, and then they'll travel to No Dallas. vacations. <laughs> Don't go to no, just stay right in your city and train and watch film. I don't want to see no videos and nobody, no, none of that, none of that. I understand it's been a long year and a long summer, but just stay right in Cleveland, right in those little corners and don't go anywhere. Right, no Cabo. No need to get in a plane no, unless you're no traveling need to a game. To, no need to, but watch, there'll be a couple. And don't believe, with social media, they'll be spotted. That's for sure. So OBJ happy for one night, Baker happy for one night. We're going to get to our uh, Bart Scott here on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. He's an 11-year NFL vet, played for Baltimore, played for the Jets. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Bart. I want to start with you uh, with this. Um, he'll be with us in just a moment. Aaron Goldhammer from our ESPN affiliate, ESPN Cleveland 850, was on this morning. And Key and I were talking to him. And we essentially said, look, you know, what is OBJ's future in Cleveland? Yeah, it was just one good game, but there's been a ton of drama with a couple different head coaches and there's some friction with Baker. Goldhammer, I just want to have this for the listeners that weren't with us this morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern because this is really important for anybody listening because this is huge. This is what Aaron Goldhammer said. Look, sooner or later, OBJ is probably getting traded. I think based on where the Browns are headed, um, I think that the Browns are going to trade Odell Beckham, and it's just a matter of when. The finances of this, that they have two $15 million receivers. That's $30 million on receivers that the Browns are are paying. They also already signed uh, Kareem Hunt to a contract extension. Nick Chubb, who I think is their best offensive player, is coming up on a contract extension. They've paid Miles Garrett $125 million. And if Baker continues to play well, they're going to have to pay him. And I just don't know if they have enough room under the cap for it to make sense. And just because Odell played one good half with Baker, which really was the first half last night. In fact, I don't think Odell even had a ball thrown his way in the second half last night. I don't think he is an important enough player to this style of offense. And I think if he plays well, that his value back in return, the Browns at some point are going to take. But I think it's just a matter of when. Is it going to be before the trade deadline this year? Is it going to be after the season? My guess is, guys, a year from now, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be playing somewhere else. And for more, we welcome in Bart Scott on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Bart, I'm sure you were able to hear what our Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN 850 in Cleveland. He's been in the city for 15 years. He follows the team as closely as anybody. That's his opinion as a host and from the contacts he talks to. From a football perspective, do you agree at this time next year he'll be somewhere other than Cleveland? Uh, of course he'll be somewhere other than Cleveland because I think that they have a natural out in this contract in 2021. That's always been the year that people looked at, so they're probably trying to figure out how to get some value for him before um, he leaves. Um, I think I, I don't know, man. I'm still I'm still torn between this. Only they know how Odell acts inside of that uh, locker room um, and, and and what he brings to the table. But you expected this offense to be so much more dynamic. Um, they had a good little uh, play design yesterday with a double move with the speedo coming from the opposite side. Um, he still shows the ability to, 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 to stretch the field and make plays, 
but it just seems like um, he's not a guy, the chemistry isn't right there with him and Landry, and if you can get something for him knowing that he's walking out the door, neither, neither, no matter what we think, I don't think Cleveland's going to do well in this division. Um, they struggled against a team that's in the early in their process, and I think if you can try and get a chip or get a player or get something in return, um, that's probably the best thing to do. Speaking of getting something in return, Bart, you know how we are as players attached to teams or universities. Well, no matter how we left those teams, we still want to see them do well and root well for them, root to win games. When you look at Adam Gase in the New York Jets, is he the long-term answer? I mean, that's a great question, and that's what they're trying to find out. What I'm looking at, I'm looking at a guy – who is – and I'm just talking about last night game. That's the only thing I can compare it to, right, because there's no way that the Cincinnati Bengals offense should look better. I know they got A.J. Green, but it shouldn't look better, and they shouldn't be farther along in the process with Sam Darnold, who I believe is a, is, a, is a franchise quarterback, that they trust their rookie to throw the ball 61 times without any turnovers, and it just looked different, right? It looked like it was a professional, adequate offense, and we just haven't seen that over two years with Adam Gase's offense. We don't know if that's um, a lack of talent, but also a lack of imagination, right? We're, we're waiting to see, you know, great coaches, and we've been around them, right? Great coaches are able to adapt their scheme to what they have available to them. And I, we just haven't seen Adam Gase adjust his system and his scheme to have success um, to what he has. And what he has is he has a solid tight end. He has a what we believe is – a, you know, he was on track to be a Hall of Fame running back before he decided to take a year off and decide to, to play for the Jets. So I think this is a huge year for him because if all these young quarterbacks continue to look good coming in and Sam Darnold continues to look like he's regressing, well, his only job was to come here and make sure that we can solidify that, you know, for the first time in a long time that the Jets had a franchise quarterback that they can count on and bank on for 15 years and allow you to go out and buy parts around them. Right now it's an incomplete, and we don't know if we're tanking for, for, for Trevor yet. Um, and Adam Gase is going to have to help us ask that question. Um, but he's really coaching for his job because – We've seen Ryan Tannehill and what he's been able to do when he left and went, um, went to, to Tennessee. And now we, we think that Sam Darnold is a great player, but we aren't able to see that on Sundays. So, I mean, these are huge years for Sam, and these are huge years uh, for Gase. Oddly enough, they got the same agent, so what are you talking about? <laughs> Bart Scott, ESPN NFL analyst, host of the Barton Hahn Show on ESPN 98.7 FM New York, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Uh, when do you when do you make a determination on Sam that you are cutting bait or moving on? When you make that determination, I mean this is tough. They traded Jamal Adams, so now they have draft equity, and you have to ask yourself at the end of this year. I mean, if Trevor's sitting there and if things continue to go the way that they look like they're going, like they're going to have a top six pick, and they still have you know three first round or four first round draft picks in the next two two years of the draft. I mean, how can you let a guy like Trevor sit there and guys are saying that potentially he may be the best prospect since Andrew Luck, which says he's a can't miss. And we saw what Andrew Luck was able to do to a bad organization in the coach when they got him and built around him. He was able to be a uh, what Tannenbaum always likes to say, a force multiplier. We don't know if Sam Darnold is a force multiplier, meaning that he can take people that aren't as good and make them punch above their weight class. I just don't know how you can pass on Trevor Lawrence if the season goes bad and the Jets win three, four games 
and you have all this equity, you have to consider it. But if you consider that, you have to consider a new coach. Man, okay. Uh, well, let's talk about well, the keep it. We're keeping the real goes wrong, Key. I'm sorry. I'm too dumb to lie. I know, but it's just like I – it's so – He's your USC so, boy. Yeah, it, but beside that, it's so early in his career and he hasn't had pieces and an offensive mind around him that – Offensive mind? This is supposed to be the offensive genius. No, 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 no. They hired – the wrong offensive genius, right? I mean, okay. they, they just did. They got to get somebody in there that really know how to coach the offenses and quarterbacks. You well, you know yeah. how this go, Bart. They, they they get hired based on friendships and somebody else telling them that this guy, he got hired from Miami when he lost. He, he got fired, and they well, hired him. Well, it's always tough when somebody loses, right, and they lose, they get fired. You don't learn the lessons that I believe you need to learn if you get a job right away because it just reassures that you can say that it wasn't them. It, w- it wasn't me. It was them. Yes. And sometimes you have to sit down like Mark M- Mike McCarthy did and say, you know what, I have to reconsider how I'm doing things because the way I'm doing isn't going to work. And th- th- that's some things that Adam Gase, listen, if he want, listen, we all been lame duck players, right? We all know that next year that our salary cap hit was too high and that we were going to you know, probably be gone if the team doesn't do well. Well, Adam Gase has to understand, I'm sure he's aware, that if Sam doesn't do well this year, um, if he doesn't show um, progress, I mean, it's the simple things, right? It seems like the Jets last week didn't have an answer at all to what was going on. Yesterday you watched, okay, they, they said, you know what, we got to go empty, spread everybody out, and they trusted their young rookie quarterback to make plays. Um, not to throw an interception, throwing the ball 61 times is an amazing thing. But also you saw on the other side a guy that was supposed to be a transcendent talent in Baker Mayfield. They recognized, like, listen, he's just not there yet, so what are we going to do? We're going to lean around uh, behind a running game. And they ran the ball, and it wasn't about, you know, the, the, the runs and the yardage. It was more about the attempts, setting up the play action. It's the play action that allowed Odell to get available on the double move with the speedo coming from the backside, grabbing the eyes of the safety, and getting the one-on-one co- one on coverage. But what does that do? That means Baker's only reading one side of the field because they're bringing – they're bringing a receiver from the, from the right side to the left side to his vision. So all he has to read, high or low. See, so we're waiting for Adam Gates to give Sam Darnold the ability to, to learn and mature, but not putting so much on his plate. It almost seems like he's been given the Peyton Manning offense, but he's not Peyton Manning. He should be doing more like Kirk Cousins, or he should be doing more like Ryan Tannehill until he can progress to dropping straight back. That's a, that's a skill set that's, that's usually done later in life. You look at all the young quarterbacks, it's based off play action running the ball. That's great insight from Bart Scott. You can get more from Bart and Alan Hahn, his partner, on 98.7 ESPN New York every weekday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Bart, thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us. Damn, I was just getting warmed up. No, man. I, but, man, hey, hey, I had another question for you. I got to let you go. Man, you know, sucked up all the air out the room. <laughs> man, I, I, got my, I got my Superman's on, man, and my house shoes. I'm comfortable. I was ready to talk some crap. <laughs> hold, hold on. Sit tight, man. We're going to come back to you after we do the Sports Center update. Yeah, because. Ain't got nothing to do. I'm all good. Great I'm hang Gucci, tight. Baby. Come back with me. No, Great. just sit tight. Because there's another big story in New York football that's percolating with one former Giant legend running back talking to the current Giant legend running back, and that's getting a little testy. We're going to put him on the clock like we did Marcus Spears, though. All right, so let, do you want me to get out the, uh, the abacus or the time scale? Or, you know, it's, it, that could be a while here. Let's roll with SportsCenter. We'll get to Bart in just a second because Tiki Barber's taking some shots at Saquon, and Saquon is fired back. Hang tight. For SportsCenter first, and then back to Bart.
Mayfield on first down, and he's going to bootleg it out. Near side looking. He's going to go long and deep. Beckham's out there. He's got it in the end zone. Touchdown, OBJ. Well, he got the single coverage they wanted. Wow, 43 yards. A beautiful shot. On 850 ESPN Cleveland WKNR, Browns of the Bengals, 35-30. Joe Burrow might have been the bigger story. Yeah, you just heard Baker to OBJ, but Burrow was 37 for 61. Key seems to think that latter number is just a little bit too much for a guy in his second professional game, although I should probably mention the head coach of the Bengals is a former college quarterback himself and Zach Taylor, so those guys love throwing the ball, right, Key? Yeah, but after you went to Nebraska, did they throw? Well, I think what he got there might have been a little different. If you're listening in Lincoln this morning, sorry, we just referenced like the Bill Callahan. Nobody wants to go back there. Nobody wants to go back there. The Heat over the Celtics, 106-101. They take a 2-0. Series lead. Miami was down by 17 in this game. Remember, they entered game one down a dozen, heading to the fourth. Great rally for Miami. When they've gone up 2-0 in a series in the history of the franchise key, they have never lost. So history says... They're going to punch their ticket to the finals. They could be up 3-0, game three, tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on ESPN. 2-0 down at home. Now they're going on the road to Miami. (laughs) On the road. Maybe to the other court, just like 15 (laughs) feet away at the wide world of sports. Well said. And the Nuggets and the Lakers, I guess Key's calling for. History says the Heat are going to be there. And Key's calling the Lakers in five over the Nuggets. Although, Key, I would mention in game one this year for the Lakers, they lost to Portland. They lost to Houston, so if it's going to be Lakers in five, is this the game the Nuggets get? I mean, recent history would indicate nah, that. Nah, they'll probably get the second and third one. Jokic balls out. They even it at one, and then the Lakers roll? Maybe. I, yeah, probably. And probably. Jamal Murray's listening. You could go for 40. We don't need to be put on blast the way he put the other guys on blast the other day. Yeah, but they, <laughs> but they said something totally different than what I just said. That's right. They said basically they, you know. They didn't have a chance, no way, you know how. Uh, Charles did say, Charles Barkley did say a 0% chance to win. Hopefully that means we will have him back on the show one day. I <laughs> hope we didn't just torpedo that. Sports Center is brought to you by Indeed. If finding a high-impact tire is a serious goal for your business, use Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. They'll even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post at Indeed.com slash high-impact terms and conditions apply. We'll go back to the Shell Pennzoil performance line to get Bart Scott in here. We had a lot of great jet conversations, Sam Darnold, Adam Gase, what's going on? But, Key, there's a big story percolating around the New York Giants as well, and that is, and Bart, welcome back, on Tiki Barber's radio show with Brandon Tierney uh, yesterday. He essentially said, quote, Saquon Barkley might not be an every-down back. Quote, he cannot pass protect. It's becoming glaring. It's going to be a liability. Recognition is one and two. You got to go hit a dude. Saquon Barkley is a big man who doesn't want to hit anybody. It's frustrating to watch. He's a great back, but he's frustrating to watch trying to pass protect. Now, I will say equal time. It is a political season, of course, Bart, uh, that uh, Saquon fired back by calling Keyshawn, excuse me, by calling you. Well, Keyshawn, you are a legend. He fired back by calling uh, Tiki, quote, a legend. So he tried to temper it down, tamp down, move the temperature down in the room. And he also said he was going to use Tiki's comments as a challenge. So he's taking the high road, rarely seen in America today, but uh, Saquon is actually doing that. Bart, what do you think? I mean, I've been kind of speaking to this the last couple of years, you know what I mean? Um, I was talking about Saquon's got to be willing to get the dirty yards. You talk about the system that he's in where we've seen Ezekiel Elliott, you know, get the dirty yards. And it's every once in a while, you know, football is about physicality. It's about sticking that foot in the ground and running somebody over every once in a while. Um, you just can go back to when Jamal, you know, when they played the Jets last year and Jamal ran through him, took the ball from Danny Dimes and scored. 
you know, and, you know, if you've ever stood next to, to Saquon Barkley, you realize and you know that Saquon Barkley is bigger than Jamal Adams. And you got all these thunder thighs, you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to, you got to be able to sink and hunker down and be able to deliver a blow. You know, being, listen, being, being a, a, on a third down back and, and, and being in, in pass protection is about want to, right? And it's about closing the distance. And sometimes Saquon doesn't look like he wants to close the distance. Or he, he's doing it, but he's not doing it um, trying to deliver something. He's trying to absorb. And to be a, a great back, you, you watch, you watch, you, know, you can say whatever you want about Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore. You know, you, you want to see somebody step up in there and deliver blows to people. Then you, 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 look, at, you look at Le'Veon and his commitment to making sure that his quarterback stays upright. And that's something in evolution. We all got holes in our games when we come here. And very few of us don't. And you have, this is something that Saquon has to willingly do. And he has to willingly put them shoulders square and run by somebody. I'm looking, all, you know, looking at your show, looking at your highlights. Look at, look at those shoulders. Those shoulders are trying to circle the defense. Every once in a while, it ain't no five yards out there. It's two. But those two are sending a statement. And when you kind of get that, that, that label kind of being soft and being a guy that wants to bounce like Reggie Bush used to do, then, then the guys play you a certain way. They say, you know what, we're going to slant. We're going to make him circle because we know he's going to the perimeter. He don't want this smoke in the middle. Well, Bart, look, I, I try to be objective as much as possible. And you was obviously a great linebacker when you played at Baltimore as well as the Jets. When you look at a guy like Saquon Barkley against Pittsburgh, he was hit in the backfield 11 times on 15 mm-hmm. carries. He couldn't even get out of his stance. Gotcha. But then when you talk about pass pro, do you think based on the way that they did things at Penn State, he wasn't in a lot of pass pro protections at Penn State. They kind of took him out of that when they threw the ball. They threw it. He caught the ball well out of the backfield. That's why he's a pretty good receiver. Is it the Giants' job as a coaching staff to teach him how to do the pass pro? Well, they had to teach, they had to teach Tiki how to hold on to the football, right? That's, That's part true. of being a professional, yes. right? So we all got holes in our game. It's all things that we come from different programs that we were asked to do and that we're not asked to do. We, talk, we ask these offensive linemen to kind of learn how to do certain things when they end these open-up spread offenses. We ask these quarterbacks to learn how to get under center, right? They don't do that a lot. So, like, who's Saquon Barker to say that he shouldn't have to adjust and add something to his game when he gets to the pros? We all do. As the game continues to evolve, it's certain things that if he can't do that, then you have to say, is he a liability? Because what are teams going to do, especially a team like Pittsburgh? Okay, you got one or two choices. You can release Saquon Barkley and let him be the hot route. And then what happens when those linebackers start pilling on the outside? Or they're going to try to overload blitz and make you use him in the protection, and he's going to have to, he's going to, have to you know, man, I almost said the, 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 the old N-word. Oh, good. Uh, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to uh, buckle down, so to speak. Yeah, you getting into your football mode. I see you. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to shorten somebody's neck, man. You can't. You can't get all the glorious stuff. You can't all right, get man, all you the you stuff. You, you don't play no more. Relax. Relax, man. You got all that blood flowing to the brain right now. Hey, man. I, you going, I, listen, I hear it you, in your listen, voice, it, it, <laughs> bro. In New York, if you got a hanging earring, you better be a tough guy. <laughs> Well, that's LT status right there, man. I hear you. You're talking about the legendary Lawrence Taylor, maybe the greatest player in Giants history. Absolutely. And, and listen, usually you get clowned if you got your number hanging from your ear dangling. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a tough guy, you can get away with it. You can't be soft with it. Old number Ooh. 56 was causing some havoc. Bart, Bart, Bart man, you sound like bringing. a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, Bart would need to put on the microphone today. I could hear him right from his house. I mean, that's a ton of passion. Bart, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Go back to sleep. By the way, last thing I would say, if Saquon's worried about this, he clearly isn't. Remember what happened the last time Tiki Barber criticized Eli Manning? You remember what happened I don't there? think they won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I think that's what happened. But, so, uh, but look, I, I, it happened. I get, this is New York, look, man. This is man, New York. I get it. 
okay, you, you're a big time back, and we don't want you to come off the field on third down because you are successful in the passing game, but he has to learn pass pro. Pass pro is extremely important. Pass protection. Pass Short protection. protection. Pass yeah, protection. pass protection. I always, when I talk about pass protection, I always go to the late Lawrence Phillips when he played in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. I remember that hit on Steve Young. When he missed the bits, the blitz pickup and got Steve concussed. I remember that like it was yesterday, and I always talk about that. It's important and very vital for running backs to be able to pick that up. Yeah, for those that don't remember, Lawrence Phillips, late great running back at the University of Nebraska, had a ton of personal problems in his life. Uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, he was said to be a high-level NFL prospect. And I do remember that hit you're talking about with our colleague, uh, Steve Young. So we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests are going to join us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. A reminder, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin brought to you by Mako. Mako's ready to fix those dents, repair that collision damage, spray on a fresh coat of paint with online estimates, contactless service and their best price guarantee come to mako and roll out refreshed go to mako.com to get started and find a shop near you Uh uh-oh better get mako still to come more nba chatter our man big perk kendrick perkins what is going on with his old team and what can be done to fix it before they go down 3-0 potentially tomorrow night perk is on the way to try to perk up the seas and their fans for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, that's the voice of our NBA reporter Malika Andrews, essentially saying after the Celtics fell down 2-0, Marcus Smart was not happy. Some expletives were dropped. Jalen Brown, for one, who you also heard there at the very top, not really angry at Marcus for his post-game outburst. want to quickly mention just a couple of other quotes because it is worth mentioning. Sometimes you hear things in snippets. Key, you know, being taken out of context. That's the old athlete. Uh, You took me out of context. So let me just mention a couple other things that Jalen said. This is about smart in the outburst that Malika was talking about. Quote, that's why we love him. He plays with passion. He's full of fire. And that's what I love about him most, to be honest. He has that desire and that will. And we need him to continue to have that. Who Marcus is, I love him for it. We've got to get ready to come back with that same fire and add it to game three. Kemba Walker going with the plausible deniability, by the way. Quote, nothing happened in the locker room. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest. We'll be fine. Let's talk to Big Perk about it. Kendrick Perkins, of course, a former member of the Boston Celtics, and he joins us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, our man J. Will, taking the night off. You saw him on the NBA coverage last night. All right, so we laid it all out there. It didn't happen. Malika said it happened. Jalen Brown said it happened. We need to move past it. What are your thoughts on all this? Man, y'all couldn't get Jay Will out the bed today. What's up, Keyshawn? What's up, dude? What's, what's up, man? Now? <laughs> no, man. It, it, we talking about the conference finals we in right now. He talking about he want to sleep in. Oh, man, he, come he, on, had, he, he had bigger and better things last night than waking up with us this morning, I guess. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. Now, but listen, look, the Celtics right now are in trouble. When I was watching the game last night, and it was bad body language all across the board. You saw Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. They all had bad body language. And, and the reason being is they on the offensive end, they are playing my turn basketball. They're playing my turn basketball. Here, Kimber, you go 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 do your crossover to your step back and get your couple shots up. Oh, okay, JT, it's your turn. It's no ball movement, no player movement, no body movement. They're taking tough shots. Those shots cannot beat those shots cannot win you games or win you a series against this stingy Miami Heat defense, especially when they win zone. And on the other end, I strongly believe that the Celtics have lost their defensive identity, except for Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart can't guard everybody. If 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 Jimmy Butler got it going, Marcus Smart guards him. If Goran Dragic got it going, Marcus Smart guards him and somebody else gets it going. Look, right now the Celtics are playing soft. They're playing cute and sassy. They think that this NBA 2K and the Miami Heat are just bringing the goon status out right now. They're grinding it out. They're just cutting. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're playing physical. Jimmy Butler had three steals down the stretch that were crucial. He just wanted it more. Hey, Big Perk, that locker room chaos, <sighs> what, what can come out good of that locker room chaos, if anything at all? Well, well here's the thing. It all depends on, you know, what's going to happen in the next meeting. I see. I saw yesterday that practice was canceled, and they need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting and just add everything out and play agenda-free basketball. See, the problem is, is now your families are able to – their families are now in the bubble. Mm-hmm. So you know how it is, Keyshawn. You go home and, 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 and your family, some of your family members tell you everything you want to hear. Oh, you should be getting more touches, and Brad should be doing this instead of telling you what you need to hear. But guess what? On the other end, with the Miami Heat, a lot of those guys don't have their family members there. They locked in and they're focused. The only people that they have is each other. So you could tell by the way that they're playing. They're playing agenda-free basketball, but it could go. It could go two ways. The Celtics could either come out and be pointing the finger at each other in Game Three if things get rocky. Or they could come together. I just want to know who's going to be that leader to step up and say something in that locker room. It can't be Ennis Cannon. It has to come from not Marcus Smart. It has to come from either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, 2008 NBA champion with the Boston Celtics, joining us here this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Perk, let me ask you this. Now, you may think I'm crazy, and people out there listening on the airways and watching on TV may think I'm crazy, and then you might think I'm smart because you probably see the same thing being an athlete. The Boston Celtics started this run about five, maybe six years ago. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas, we bring in Kyrie, we go out and get Garden Hayward, we got Marcus Smart, we get picks, we got all these sort of Jalen Brown, Tatum, all of this, right? The process started probably about five years ago. Correct. They didn't deliver on theirs. The Celtics have been to the finals three out of the last four years, the Eastern Conference final, having gotten over the hump. Could the Celtics be a close comparison of what we're seeing in Philadelphia now where 
it just may not work and the other teams in the Eastern Conference are going to be getting stronger like the Miami Heat is. We forget about the Nets with Kyrie and KD next year. We don't know exactly what's going to happen in Milwaukee. Maybe Giannis grabs somebody to come with him for a year or maybe Giannis goes to Miami and now the Celtics miss this window. Perk, we just got one minute. Well, well, you know what? I wouldn't disagree with you, but I wouldn't take it that far because the Philadelphia 76ers are just a disaster. They they they, they were they are a tragedy. You know, uh they never they haven't even made it to the conference finals. But when you look at this Celtic team, they have a young rising star in Jason Tatum. They got one of the best two-way players in the game in Jalen Brown, and both of these guys are young. Those two guys are your building pieces. You build around them. Marcus Smart is the culture guy. You can never get rid of him, but I get where you're coming from, but for the for what they went from last year to the strides that they made this year, I wouldn't say that the process is over. I say that the process is just getting started. How about that? Great insight from Kendrick Perkins. And when Kendrick was talking about the family members, you should have seen Key, that wide smile, just basically saying, yup, yup, yeah. yup. Everybody yup. in your ear all the time <laughs> telling you you should I'm be this. You. And you, friends family not agreeing with what's going on and it, it could cloud your mind it really can yeah great distinction from perk that the miami heat are all business while some of these other teams are allowing their families and it's been over two months since they've seen him perk thank you so much all right thank you thank y'all fellas uh-huh. have a good one. man you should get more shots man they should throw you the ball more i don't understand why they're using him less you know and you just and it starts to even though you're your own person and your own you know your own man it still gets in the way there's no question about it. It's a football Friday. We got plenty of NFL talk Woo-hoo! on the way, which includes key four downs. Key's thoughts on whether Trubisky can really keep it going. Can Carson Wentz bounce back? What can we expect from Lamar? And what can we expect from Cam and Russell Wilson on the same field Sunday night? Key's thoughts on all of that next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.